Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Glenn from the On Education Podcast. And we're part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning Podcast, the show where educators can come find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. Happy New Year. All right. I'm not that confused. I know it's not January 1st of 2020, but let's be honest, a vast majority of the audience who listens to this show are teachers and educators, and therefore, the new school year is upon us. And so I wanted to wish everyone a happy new school year one that is hopefully filled with many, many successes by both you and your students, and maybe even some failures too, because let's be honest, uh, that's a major way that we as educators and really just humans in general can learn from our mistakes and build upon what our experiences have taught us, whether they be positive things or negative things. And I'll actually come back around to that thought in just a couple of minutes because I want to uh, I want to get a little vulnerable here on this show today. Uh, speaking of this show today, it is really the first episode back in what I'm calling season three of the Leader of Learning podcast. Uh, this will be the third school year that the show has been around for, and we've gained a lot of listeners, and I apologize for not putting episodes out really over the summer. Uh, again, I'll explain a little bit more about why that couldn't happen in a few minutes. But before we get there, I guess I just wanted to talk briefly about vulnerability and reflection And if you know me well as an educator and as an instructional coach and someone who likes to work with our adult learners, you know that I'm very big on being vulnerable and especially reflecting on your own practices and, like I mentioned a second ago, your mistakes and especially your successes even to reflect on uh, the positive things that are happening as well. And that's really going to be a lot of uh, what we talk about here in this episode. I'm actually doing something today that I've probably only done uh, once, maybe twice before, and that is I'm recording this episode out of my mobile studio, and by mobile I mean my mobile phone and my mobile car. Uh, I'm recording this on my way into my new school, I'll explain in a minute. Um, Really, teachers came back yesterday for the first day, uh, and we had a great convocation, and opening ceremonies to the school year by the district. And then I got a chance to head back to my school and really meet the staff for the first time. And it was really exciting. And I'm excited to go back now again for the second full day and um, help teachers set up their classrooms and set up my office and and everything that uh, goes into these first couple of days of school. So talking about vulnerability and reflection, it has taken me all summer to decide how I wanted to handle this, how I wanted to share it with you all, and the best way to put this out there publicly. You may remember, if you've been listening to this show for a little while, that around December of last school year, I actually took on a new role in a job that, uh, frankly, I had been looking forward to my whole career, and I became an administrator for the first time. 
my role was very unique. Uh, not a lot of schools have this kind of role as an, as an administrator. And basically my role was to serve as an administrator and evaluate teachers and really, unlike many administrators out there, spend so much time in classrooms coaching teachers, providing professional development, job-embedded PD, workshops for teachers, working with departments of teachers. It was really, really a job that I think uh, I was cut out for. However, in all honesty, uh, things didn't work out. And in July, I cut ties with the school and the district. And fortunately for me, it didn't take very long. Actually, it literally took 24 hours uh, between the time that I ended my employment in my former district and when I was hired now in my new district. So first I'll tell you what I'm doing now, and then I'll go back a little bit and reflect on the uh, experience at that administrative job. My role now is that I'm going back to being an instructional coach, which is not an administrative position, but it is a leadership position in my school. And I will be working with grades 6, 7, and 8, which is what I'm comfortable with. I'm a career middle school educator anyway. And just focusing on the teachers in the ELA department. And as I mentioned a few minutes ago, you know, something adult learning has been really the focus of much of my work over the last several years in my career anyway. I love coaching teachers and supporting teachers and really pushing them to innovate in their instructional practices within their classroom. So I'm still really excited about this new opportunity in, quite honestly, the most successful urban uh, city school district in Connecticut. So just like you, I'm sort of wishing myself a happy new year, but also a new experience in a place that I haven't worked yet, but I'm really excited to start and, of course, build those great relationships with students, but especially staff that I will be supporting so that I can uh, do what I said I, I like to do, and that is to really push innovation and, and, and push boundaries when it comes to instruction. Getting back to my experience at my previous post, which was an administrative job in New York. All right, time to get vulnerable here. There were some bumps in the road uh, along the way. I started the job in... December, like I said, uh, right before the holidays, really. And so I like to think that it didn't, I didn't really start officially until January because, let's be honest, uh, coming in the, the last two weeks before the holiday season is not the optimal time to come into a school district. Plus, I spent a lot of time out of the school at various trainings and being trained on how to evaluate teachers. So let's just say I took over the job in January. In February and March, just as I was really, I think, hitting my stride in my role and as a new administrator, I faced some difficult personal situations where I needed to care for a family member more than I ever had before. And ha already having a family and two youngish kids, I have a son who's eight and a daughter who's five, in addition to my new admin role and being a doctoral student and those family obligations, this was now something that had also been added to my plate. 
On top of that, I faced my own health issues for a couple of weeks in March. And so throughout the months of February and March, I racked up, I think it was seven and a half or eight and a half sick days. And I'm not proud of that. And at the same time, I'm really not apologizing for that as well. It was difficult, to say the least, to take those days off. And I knew the risk I was taking as a new administrator and as someone who was still building experience and building opportunities and building relationships at the school, it was really not an ideal situation, nor was it ideal timing. But I think I worked hard throughout the next few months, April, May, and June, to support teachers, uh, especially supporting teachers through the opportunities that I was given to observe them and evaluate them and use those evaluations as opportunities for coaching. Also, I believe strongly in the fact that I helped bring us through the testing season in April and May. And really, our students did show quite a lot of growth in the interim assessments that we had given them throughout the year, especially in our math department. As we headed toward the end of the school year, my school district still went all the way through June. I believe our last day with students was June 26th, and the last day with teachers was June 28th. And so right smack in the middle of the final week of the school year was the ISTE conference. And I also took, I think, two absences, two personal days to attend the ISTE conference in Philadelphia. Well, when I got back from Philadelphia, finished the school year, did our eighth grade promotional ceremonies, and then came back to start my work over the summer, I could tell that things were pretty tense between me and the other administrators, especially the school principal. And really, ultimately, it ended up that uh, I needed to resign from my position. Now, quite honestly, my initial gut reaction was to not resign and, and you know finish the job that I started. I, I really do not like quitting things. There are very few things in my life that I've quit. As a matter of fact, long story short, uh, I dropped out of being a music education major in college and I went back after I had even started teaching. I went back to get the credits that I needed to earn my certification to teach music. And I am actually a certified music teacher, although I've never been a music teacher, I do possess that that certification. I'm really proud of that. So I did not want to quit, but I just knew that uh, I needed to move on. It was um, it was something where I knew if I had stayed in that role, if I was even given the opportunity to stay in that role, which was not likely, um, it just wasn't going to be a healthy situation for me and a healthy environment. And when I think about and reflect back upon the school year, the job that I did, the relationships I built, the successes and the failures, I sort of am left feeling like I didn't fail. There were certainly some things that I would have done differently, and there were some things that um, maybe I shouldn't have done or maybe that I could have done. Taking those absences certainly was not ideal, like I said, but I would still do it over again, most likely if I were in that situation. But at the end of the day, I did walk away from that job with my head held high and with my pride intact. And the reason I say that 
is because I had so many staff members and teachers reaching out to me when I announced that I was resigning and taking a new role. The teachers were sad that I was leaving, and I got a lot of outpouring of emotions and sentiments that mostly revolved around how supportive the teachers felt like I was of them and, of course, their instruction. And that made me feel really proud. It made me feel sad that I had to leave, but proud that even in my first six to eight months of being an administrator, while maybe there were things that could have been done differently or maybe moved ahead faster, at the end of the day, and you hear this all the time, what really does matter are the relationships. And I knew that there was no way that teachers were going to allow an administrator to come into their classrooms often, coach them, evaluate them, and, and really wear both of those hats at the same time, the coach and the evaluator. I knew that teachers were not going to be very willing to have that happen unless I had really built those super positive relationships and built up that amazing rapport with them. So in being vulnerable, yes, I feel badly that I took too many absences, especially over a short period of time back in February and March. I feel sorry that there are one or two people, maybe more, in the school who possibly uh, feel like I could have done a little bit more in my role to make an impact on student success and student test scores. But at the same time, I just know that I did make an impact on building those relationships and starting, at least starting, to really transform what some teachers were doing in their classrooms. I'm disappointed that I'm not returning to that school to see the work through that I had started there last year. But I am looking forward to my new role in my new district. And in a second, I'll come back and talk a little bit more about that. And then we'll wrap things up here on episode 49, which is really episode one of season three. Be right back. The Leader of Learning podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network, podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. For more great podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. The Leader of Learning podcast is also a proud member of Voice Ed Radio, changing the way you talk about education. To listen to more great education content, please visit voiceed.ca. All right, so let's get a little bit more positive and upbeat here. First of all, I want to say that I have big things planned for this season of the Leader of Learning podcast, and really by big things, I mean big guests, not physically, but just guests that I'm really excited about learning from and more importantly, having you guys hear from. I'm not quite ready yet to start releasing some of the names of the first few guests that I have lined up, but I will say that I am very excited to speak to them over the next couple of weeks and that a couple of them are people who I've been trying to get onto the show for a long time and finally we've been able to set things up and make sure that they get to come on here as guests. My good friend Dr. Will, who has been on this show twice now over the last couple of years, asked in a Voxer group that I'm in a, a question to some fellow educational podcasters recently. The question was, who would be your ideal podcast guest? So in other words, if you think about your why, the reason behind why you do your show, 
and the theme of your show, who is it that really more than anyone you want to get on as a guest? Well, I can safely say that a couple of guests that I have lined up already in the first few episodes of this season are my ideal podcast guests. These are people who are true leaders of learning and can absolutely provide so much value to me and to you, and I'm really, really excited about it. As far as my next steps, like I said, I've been hired as an instructional coach, and that is in the Norwalk, Connecticut School District, and I've also already stated that Norwalk prides itself on being the number one most successful urban school district in Connecticut, and so there are lots of really exciting things going on in the district that I am very proud and very excited to start to be a part of. As I said also, I love having an impact on adult learning, and that's why even though it's not an administrative job, I'm very much looking forward to being an instructional coach, and what will be a little bit different for me is that I'll only be focusing on the ELA teachers. I'm the ELA coach, which is fine because I was an ELA teacher in the classroom, but over the last few years, I've been used to supporting teachers in all content areas, and so I'll miss that a little bit, but I'm really looking forward to learning and growing with the ELA teachers and, of course, hoping to see much success out of the students in their classrooms. And there's one more thing that I've been thinking about as I start this new role, and that is something that I just heard yesterday during our conversation from keynote speaker Eric Scheniger. I've heard Eric a couple of times, and maybe I've even heard this message through his presentations before, but it really had a much different impact on me yesterday when I heard it. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but here's what I heard. Eric, in his keynote, said the word action, and the way he said it he meant that basically leadership and innovation in education mean nothing without action. And so you know how every new calendar year, a lot of educators come up with their one word for the year. Well, it's not January yet, and we're not making resolutions, and we don't have to come up with our one word perhaps yet. But I know for me and this new school year, that's my word, action, because I want my work to mean something, and I don't think it's going to mean much of anything if there's no action. And so in order to make the kind of impact that I'd like to be able to make on the teachers I work with, and more importantly, the students that they work with, that's what I need to do. I need to make sure that my thoughts, my ideas, my words get put into action, and that and that through my work with teachers, their actions can have a huge impact on their students. So as I look forward to an exciting new opportunity at a new school in this new school year, I hope you guys will stick with me and keep tuning in throughout this season. I'll provide you with some updates on what's going on with me. More importantly, though, as I said, I promise to have some amazing guests who will come on here and provide so much value for you in a wide variety of areas of education. So thanks for sticking with me, guys. I appreciate you coming back for the next season of the Leader of Learning podcast. I will appreciate it even more if you keep coming back, and especially if you keep telling your colleagues, your friends, anyone who you think can really get some great value out of this show. Let them know. Tune in to Leader of Learning every other week on a Monday. 
This is where you can get some of the best professional development out there from the friendly confines of your car, your lawnmower, your exercise equipment, your home, anywhere you want, you can listen. And also make sure you're tuning in to all of the other great podcasts that are part of the Education Podcast Network. Thank you guys so much. And again, uh, Happy New Year. Have a great school year. Lots of luck and lots of success. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so yet, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite way to listen. Also, if you like what you heard, please recommend this podcast to other educators, leaders, friends, or anyone you think would love listening and learning. And don't hesitate to leave a positive review on iTunes or whatever service you use to listen. For more information, head over to leaderoflearning.com. There you can also find the Leader of Learning blog, ways to connect on social media such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Voxer, sign up for our newsletter, and even how to purchase Leader of Learning merchandise. Thanks again, and remember, no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a leader of learning.